can pray like a righteous man. Let me encourage you that if you've if you've not if you weren't here last week, be sure to go back and and uh, take a look at that first series, that first week. Uh, but today we're going to look at the prayer of Daniel. Now, how many of you pray a prayer and you just feel like giving up? Anybody want to confess? I will. I've prayed before. I've said prayers before. I, and I've prayed earnestly. You know how you just, you're praying, you're seeking God, and you're like, okay, God, I don't think you're hearing me here. And I just give up and walk away. I'll admit it. I think it's happened. I think all of us have probably felt that way or gone through something like that. And supposedly, uh, or, so I, I think that all of us can agree I want to tell you a story, and suppose it's a true story. There was a Welsh woman. She lived in a remote valley in Wales. She went to a great deal of trouble and expense to have electrical power installed in her home. However, after a couple of months, the electric company noticed she didn't seem to use very much electricity at all. Thinking there might be a problem with the hookup, they sent a meter reader out to check on the, on the matter. And the man, he came to the door and he said, hey, we've just checked your meter and it doesn't seem that you're using much electricity. Is, is there a problem? Oh no, she said, we're quite satisfied. We turn on the electric lights every night to see how to light our lamps and then we switch them off again. <laughs> now my question this morning is why didn't this woman make more use of her electricity? She believed in electricity, right? She believed the promises of the electric company when they told her about it. And she went to a great deal of trouble and expense to have her house wired for it. You get where I'm going with this? But she didn't understand the potential of electricity in her home. And so she used its power sparingly. Now let me say this to you. I, I suspect that there are people who use prayer very much the same way. Do you hear what I'm saying? You believe in prayer. You know of the promises God has made. You've even read and heard stories about answered prayers. But you use the power of prayer sparingly. Do you hear what I'm saying? And I believe that the reason that happens is that many don't understand how prayer works, and some people believe that it doesn't really matter whether they pray or not. I truly believe that. Daniel didn't pray that way. Daniel was a prayer warrior. He prayed three times a day. He prayed in his room. He prayed while he was in the lion's den. He prayed for wisdom. He prayed for guidance. He prayed for God to forgive the sins of his people Israel and return them to her home. And now in our text, we find Daniel struggling in prayer for 21 days because he is troubled by a dream he's had. And can I just say that there are many Christians today that would have, that would have trouble praying for 21 days for anything? You know what I'm saying? So let's look at God's word first. I want to go, uh, go with me to the book of Luke. And I want us to look at something that Jesus told his disciples about prayer. Go to chapter 18. And let's begin at verse 1. 
Luke 18, chapter 1. It says that Jesus parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? You see, Jesus was assuring his disciples that God is a God who hears us and he loves us very much and we should not stop praying for something just because we don't hear an answer. I believe that every one of us in this room should always pray and not give up. Amen? I know sometimes it's, it seems like it would be so much easier. I just, I just don't want to pray about this anymore. I've prayed until I'm blue in the face. I've talked to God about this till I'm blue in the face. I don't understand why he doesn't answer me. Why won't he answer me? I think sometimes we struggle with that. Now go with me to the book of Daniel and I'm going to show you what's going on. Jesus, God, or excuse me, God gives us a glimpse into the heavenlies for just a moment here in Daniel. The book of Daniel, it's near the end of the Old Testament. It, if you're turning backwards from Luke, you've gone too far. Daniel is the next book right after Ezekiel. We're going to go to Daniel chapter 10. Now I want to set this up for you in chapter 9. We read that Daniel is interceding for the nation of Israel and for, for God to forgive their sins. Um, see, what's happened is how Daniel got to where he's got, they're in Babylon right now. You know, uh, they, got, they got exiled out of their country. They came in, the Babylonians came in and, and took over, and they pulled them all out. They took them all, and they, they sent them all out. And so here they are. Y'all remember the, you know, he had three friends. Y'all remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? You remember them? Yeah, that was Daniel's friends. And so they're in the book of Daniel as well. They're in chapter 3, I believe. Uh, you've probably heard of King Nebuchadnezzar. That was the first king that's mentioned. Uh, and so here we are, this is several chapters later, several years later. They've been in exile for several years at this point. And, and Daniel's pleading out to God. He's crying out to God for the sins of his people. And so he's interceding for them. And, uh, and he's just asking God to forgive their sins, return them to their land. And he cries out to God day and night. And he does this for 21 days. Can you imagine? Just, I mean, he's crying out 21 days. I mean, Daniel prayed all the time, day and night, day and night, day and night, just constantly praying for 21 days. And it's at verse, tw or verse 12 of chapter 10 that we get an inside look into why Daniel did not receive an answer for 21 days. Let's look at this. Daniel chapter 10, verse 12, and it says, Then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel. 
Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. Do you see what he's saying? He's saying, look, I heard you the very first day. I heard what you were speaking. I heard your cries for your nation. I heard you calling out, praying and seeking my face for the people, asking me to forgive their sins. I heard your cries for the very first day. Now look at verse 13. This is what happens. But the prince of Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Do you see that? God has just given us a glimpse into the heavenlies. He has pulled back the curtain, per se, and revealed to us what goes on in the heavenlies when we pray. Our prayers go to the Father that loves us very much, and there are times that a battle rages in the heavenlies before an answer comes back to us. Do you hear what I'm saying? You want to know why you struggle sometimes in your prayer time? There is a war that's being raged in the heavenlies. There's a battle there. I've spoken about this many times, but let me remind you what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 12, he says, for our struggles not against what? Flesh and blood. But what is it against? It's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, do you understand what I'm saying here? When you go on your knees and you begin to pray and you begin seeking an answer and you're asking God for something, there is a battle that starts taking place in the heavenlies. There is a war that is raging. There is a fight that is taking place. God has heard your cries. God is listening to your cries. He's trying to send you back an answer. But sometimes there is such a great battle that's going on for them to get those, forget that there's sometimes we just got to keep praying. Do you hear what I'm saying? We can't give up. We've got to keep praying. We can't stop. we got to realize that the answer is coming. The answer is headed our way. You and I both know, I truly believe that God himself can overrule such any, any kind of spiritual obstacles and delays. Amen? But he chooses to work through our prayers. And since we know that Satan always seeks to hinder our prayers, right? Verse 13 gives us a good example of why we must always persevere in prayer in spite of the circumstances and in spite of opposition. And when Daniel prayed, demonic forces rose up and angelic warfare uh, was broke out. Now, you know what that means. That means that when you pray, you turn loose the very powers of heaven. Think about that. How awesome is that? Do you hear what I'm saying? Can you just imagine how awesome this is that when we pray, you and I, us humble, uh, just little tiny ants in God's eyes because he's such a big, magnificent, humongous God. He's a mighty God. And yet when we pray, He releases the spiritual forces on our behalf to do battle for us. He's sending the answer our way so that we can hear it. And that means that when you pray, you have to power 
you, have to, you, ha- you have the power to battle the very forces of darkness. That means that when you pray, angels are willing to fight for you to be able to receive the answer to your prayer. So think of this for a minute. Daniel prayed for 21 days. Scripture says that the angel was sent the first day he prayed, but the angel didn't arrive until the 21st day. What might have happened had Daniel given up in his prayers? Think about it. What if Daniel got to day 14 and just said, well, I guess God doesn't want to answer me anymore. I guess God don't want to talk to me anymore. What if he had waited until the 16th day or even got all the way to the 19th day would the angel have arrived with his answer remember what Luke said in Luke 18 1 he he, uh, says then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up Jesus didn't teach them that because God is hard of hearing uh, that because God is hard of uh, of hearing he's not hard of hearing or uh, uh or God needs to be, that's not, you know, that's not true. We don't have to sit there and keep pestering God. Uh, God doesn't want to answer us. The truth is God wants to answer us. God loves us. We need to be persistent in our prayer. Jesus taught us always to pray and to not give up because when we pray, our prayers carry weight. Every time you and I pray, we, we unleash more and more power from the throne of God. Think of it this way. When you pray for someone in your family to be a Christian, every prayer you pray puts more and more pressure on that person to listen to God. You got some stubborn people in your life, don't you? You know what I'm saying? You may have talked to them till you're, till you're blue in the face. You need, to, you need to get saved today. Time is short. Time's running out. You need, to, you need to do something. You, you, need to talk, you need to come to God. You need to see who God is. And so what do you do? You keep praying. You're constantly praying. Can I tell you, sometimes I believe that there are demons in hell that are fighting tooth and nail for some of your loved ones. That's why we can't stop praying. We cannot stop praying. We must be persistent in our prayer. When you pray for your friends and their daily struggles, every prayer you pray imparts to them more and more power from God. When you pray for difficulties at work, every prayer that you lift up to God's throne, it brings God's power to bear on difficult people and difficult situations. Prayer is not a passive act on our part. Do you hear what I'm saying? Prayer is an aggressive, active ministry. You are putting <laughs> I need to top better. But you're moving the forces of heaven to act on your behalf. You know, it's so important that you use the prayer journal that I've given you. If you need one, we've got, other, we've got several copies left. But can I tell you something? I believe that when you put a prayer down, you put a date down of when you started praying, 
Because you can look at that and realize, man, I've been praying for this for 21 days. Maybe you'll start realizing what's happening in the heavenlies. Maybe when you see that you finally got an answer, you'll realize it starts thinking. That's something about us as, as believers. We have to think differently. Does everybody hear what I'm saying? We have to think differently. We have to understand differently. There's a battle that's raging. There's a war that's going on. And a lot of times we don't think about the heavenlies because we think about what's just happening right here in front of us. Why? Because we can see it, right? I know I have five fingers because I can see it. It's right here in front of me. I see it happening. But yet it's hard for me to imagine what's happening in heaven. Why? Because I can't see it. God hasn't opened it up to reveal it to me. But there's a war that's raging every single day. And when we go into prayer, it's, it's a warfare. You ever fought a battle? No, I, 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 some of us may have. I've never fought a battle. A, I, I'm talking about a, a physical battle. Spiritual battles, yeah. You ever gone and prayed and feel like you just, words just didn't come out? You hear what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You ever prayed and you say, I just don't know what to pray. God, I... I I don't, I don't know what to pray. I, I don't understand. It's because sometimes there is, there's forces that keep us from getting our prayers. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Is, there, is this over everybody's head this morning? Are we just like, no, I don't get it. And this is not something we just pray for one time. We have these journals so that we can journal it out. We can write these things down and we can understand what's happening and what's going on. And so when we see God do something great and awesome and powerful, we can celebrate it, we can rejoice in it, and we can, and we can be uh, happy to know that God answered our prayers. And this is something that we understand that when we are faced with battles, when we are faced with things, that we need to understand and know that God is with us each step of the way. He's fighting for us. He's on our side. He loves us. And so we need to understand that. I want to tell you this story this morning as I'm preparing to close. George Mueller, he was known for his powerful prayer. In the course of his ministry to the orphans of England, he never asked for financial assistance from men only God, and he constantly received what was needed to the exact penny. Now once while on his way to speak in Quebec for an engagement, on the deck of the ship that was to carry him to his destination, he informed the captain that he needed to be in Quebec by Saturday afternoon. And as the captain related the story, he said, it is impossible. Do you know how dense this fog is? No, George replied, my eye is not on the density of the fog, but on the living God who controls every circumstance of life. I have never broken an engagement in 57 years. Let us go down into the chart room and pray. He knelt down and he prayed one of the simplest prayers. And when he had finished, the captain was going to pray, but he put his hand on the captain's shoulder and told him, don't pray. As you do not believe, he will answer, and as I believe, he has. There is no need for you, whatever, for you to pray 
about it. The captain looked at him. Can you imagine? (laughs) And George Mueller said, Captain, I have known my Lord for 57 years and there has never been a single day when I have failed to get an audience with the king. Get up, Captain, and open the door and you will find that the fog has gone. The captain got up and the fog indeed was gone and on that Saturday afternoon, George Mueller kept his promised engagement. God wants to answer your prayers. You know, I've been praying for this church for the past 13 years. I've been praying for God to send us people from the north, south, the east, the west. And have you ever thought that maybe, just maybe, that God's been trying to get the answer through to his people that he wants to send to us? But the enemy's fighting tooth and nail to keep us from being all that God wants us to be. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Do you hear what I'm saying? We give up too quickly, do we not? We give up. I, I've got some prayer. We, we, every Wednesday night, we come together, we have Bible study, and at the end, we take prayer needs, prayer requests. I have a list of several weeks. We, we'll put the date down, and then we'll put the needs that are under each date and we'll pray, and we'll give out the sh- a new sheet every week, and everybody will pray for those requests. And then as they're answered, we take them off. We have some that are still on there from, I think, the first part of June, maybe the end of June. Why? Because we're still agreeing with people for those prayers. We haven't heard if they've been answered or not. We, we don't need to stop praying. And I know a lot of times we get frustrated, and we get down, and we just feel like that there's no... Moving the needle, per se. You know? It's like we're getting nowhere. It's like, it's like you ever felt like you pray and all, the, the, uh, all your prayers just keep hitting the ceiling and bouncing back? I do. <laughs> and there's a reason. It's because there's a spiritual battle that we're fighting. And I hope that we can understand that this morning is that there is a spiritual battle that we are fighting, and that's why we have to be prepared to go to warfare and go to war. But don't stop praying. I believe that God's raising up a remnant in this church, a, bunch of, a group of people that are ready to go out, do battle, to fight the enemy. And we have to raise up a standard that's greater than what we ever could imagine because the enemy's fighting against us. I believe that we're seeing results. I hear results all the time of people telling me, hey, uh, God did this, or God did that, or God you know, did this. And listening to what God is doing, and, see, and we're seeing what God is doing in our church. And, and I believe those are the times that we can rejoice and celebrate for what God is doing. Amen? Amen. I want to do something this morning. Normally we have prayer at the beginning of service or after worship. And I wanted, I wanted to spend some time in prayer this morning. 
I think there are some of you here this morning, you're struggling. Whatever it may be, I don't, I don't know what everybody's specific needs are. But I believe you're struggling with something. There's something that you've been praying for. Maybe you've been praying. Maybe you've gone past 21 days. And, you're, and you just feel like you can't get an answer. I believe that we can break through here this morning. Amen? I believe that we can break through and see God do something in your heart and in your life. I, that's why I wanted to move prayer time to this time here at the end of service. I want us to, to move to that point that, that we can come before the Father. And I believe that God wants to answer your needs this morning. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to open up this altar time. And if you're saying, if you're here this morning, you're saying, I need a touch from God. Whatever it may be, if it's a physical need, if it's a financial need, a spiritual need, whatever it is that you're faced with, whatever you're going through, then we want to pray this morning. And we want to pray with you. We want to agree with you. Is there anybody here this morning that you say, I need a touch from the Lord? We want you to come. crickets can we pray let's just pray god we just thank you this morning and we just pray that you would just be with each and every person that's here i pray that you do a a work in their heart and in their life god i pray that you would just reach down and and touch their hearts move upon them i pray that you'd be with them each and every step god that as they're struggling they're dealing with something god whatever it may be this morning God, I just pray that you'd move upon them, touch their hearts and their lives. And God, we just pray and ask that you would just go with us through the rest of this week. I just pray that you would touch our hearts, that we'd receive from you. And God, I just pray that you'd move in our, in our, in our lives, God. God, that you'd speak to us, minister to us, do a work in us. And I pray for your power and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to uh, this morning. I, I've got a few announcements that I want to give you, and I want to. Rem- but I want to remind you, we will take up an offering at the end of, as we dismiss. But if you're planning on giving to the Kindle Fire uh, Fire uh, the Kindle Fires for the Indian Bible students. Uh, make note that we will need to have that money turned in by the end of October. We're committing to 30 of these. They're $100 each, and this is through Speed the Light. And so far, we've given about $400 to this project. I know that it's, it's uh, still a couple of months away, but if you're planning on doing this and you'd like to help with this, uh, we would appreciate it. You can turn it in at any time between now and the end of October. Uh, youth is tonight. And uh, also, if you'd like to uh, attend this year's Light for the Lost Banquet, you can sign up out at the uh, Information Center. It's going to be August 23rd at Evangel Temple here in Fort Smith. And I need you to sign up today so I can get the count to them. I want to bring up one other thing this morning. Uh, We are going to do something different. So Halloween is like two and a half months away. And uh, so for the last several years, we've been doing um, where we go to someone's house and we hand out candy to the neighborhoods, different neighborhoods. And that's worked great for us. Um, But we're changing it up. We're going to do something here at the church, and we are asking every person here for help. Uh, We're going to need help decorating. We're going to need help uh, uh, being characters. Uh, 
if you can. We're going to need help uh, purchasing candy. We're going to be help just donating any kind of money, any kind of supplies that you may have that could help us to be able to do what we want to do. We are going to, if you've ever heard of the game uh, that kids play when they're real young, Candyland. Anybody heard of Candyland? All right, we are going to uh, convert our back parking lot back there into Candyland. Uh, and you'll say, well, how are you going to do that? Well, it's going to be different. It won't be like the board game. It won't be an actual board game, but uh, it's going to be, we're going to have different candy stations that represent different spots on the board, and we will have the Candyland characters to represent that particular land. And we will give out a, uh, a, a candy at that station that represents that land as well. So we're going to need several things. We're going to need uh, money. We're going to need uh, uh, decorating. We're, gonna, we've, we're trying to figure out how to make lollipops, giant lollipops. Uh, yes, it's possible. Um, we're going to figure out how to make cotton candy and all these uh, it's not going to be stuff you can eat, so don't think, you know, this is stuff you can eat. No, this is going to be stuff that, uh, just for decoration-wise, uh, but it's, we're going to really decorate it up. Our goal and our plan is this year is we need your help to not only help us to decorate and do these things, but we need your help to invite as well. And we're going to, we, I'd love to see, you know, 100 kids come through this uh, um, thing here at the church or more. Um, and, but we need your help and we need everybody to get on board with this. We need you to pray. You're talking about praying and, and busting through, uh, heaven and God to answer. Then I believe now is the time to start praying and not give up. And this is something that I believe is going to help, um, our church. It'll give exposure to our church. And it's, it's, is it a big, uh, um, what do you call it? Task? Yes. Because it's going to take a lot of work. And it's going to take a lot of help. It's going to take a lot of people. And we need every one of you to help us in this. And so we will be giving you more details. Um, and we will uh, be, we'll be making stuff between now and then. And uh, we've already gotten a few ideas and trying to figure some stuff out. Uh, but if you would like to help with any of that, you can see Maley or myself. You can see Kelly. And uh, we would uh, um, just tell us what you can or be, would be willing to do. And because we are, we are in need of, of help to do this. So, can we all stand this morning? We need to pray. We've got several people that are out sick this morning. I've had, I don't know how many phone calls we've had today, or, well, not today, but over the last two or three days. We've had so many phone calls where people have just called and said, I won't be there, I'm, I'm this or I'm that, I'm sick, you know, don't feel well or have this problem. And so we just need to pray for sickness. And uh, it's that time of year, you know, how the weather starts changing and everybody starts getting sick, you know. And so... Uh, can we just can we just take a moment before we dismiss, and can we all just can lift? Maybe there's somebody that you know that's not here because of their because they're sick. Can we just lift them up this morning? Can let's can we do that? Can let's let's just pray this morning. God, we just come to you right now.
God, there's so many people that are ill that have called in this morning that said they weren't feeling well. Said they were going through, they were struggling, they were having some issues. And so, God, we lift each and every one of these persons up this morning. God, we just ask that you would just touch them, that you would do a work in their life and in their heart. God, we just pray that you would just be upon them, Lord God. We just pray that you'd minister to them in a mighty way. God, we pray that you'd bring healing to their bodies, God, to this affliction that has come upon them, God. I just pray right now for a healing touch, a healing touch of your power, God, that you would move and do a work in their heart and in their life, and I just pray that you'd meet them where they're at, God. Those that are at home, God, I pray that you would touch. Those that have had fevers, God, I pray that that fever would break right now in Jesus' name. God, I pray for those that, are, that have congestion and, and, and sickness. God, I pray that that congestion would be gone, Lord God. God, those that, are, that, are, that maybe have, have come down with COVID, God, I pray right now that that would be removed in Jesus' name. God, I pray for those that are hurting right now. Whatever ailment that they may be hurting with, God, I pray that you would bring health and healing to their bodies right now. Do a work in their life. Move upon their life. God, and I pray if there's anyone that's struggling this morning spiritually, if there's anyone that's struggling, struggling physically, whatever is happening in their bodies, in their minds, God, I pray that you bring healing to their bodies and their minds. God, I pray for a mighty move of your spirit to move in their hearts and in their lives. Touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord God, I pray. God, I give you the praise and I give you the glory. And I ask these things in Jesus' mighty mighty name amen amen let me pray for that i forgot to pray for the offering didn't i let me pray for the offering real quick god i pray that you bless this offering bless each and every person that gives i pray that you touch their lives as they go today give them strength be with them god pray blessings upon their families upon their lives god as they continue to give do a mighty work we pray this in jesus mighty name amen y'all have a wonderful day We'll see you Wednesday night.